Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to this uh, BIMCO Market Analysis Insight Sharing with the uh, Capital Link and, and you guys out there. Eager, hopefully, to uh, to hear what we have to say about the coronavirus and how it's impacting the shipping industry. I would have preferred very much to be in the same physical room as you guys, but uh, given the circumstances, uh, naturally, we need to be, uh, well, wherever we are uh, right now. But fortunately, uh, we are brought together in uh, in this view. Let me just share my screen with you and let's keep it going. Thanks to Nicholas and the Capital uh, Link uh, team, of course, for, for setting this up. It's a huge pleasure to, to share our insights at BIMCO, which is, as you know, the world's largest shipping association. We are doing a lot from our, for our members' benefit and surely also during this time of crisis for the entire shipping industry as such. I'll get back to that shortly because parts of our website, which is normally for members only, is for all of you to benefit from uh, during this, uh, this time of, of crisis. Uh, let me just make sure that you're aware of our vision and mission and bring us right to uh, to the agenda. Um, some of you uh, may already have brought yourself up to speed on uh, some of the uh, analytical uh, news pieces that we have put uh, to um, to the uh, uh, broader shipping industry uh, in, in recent weeks and months, because this has surely been something that we have followed quite closely uh, for many months now, uh, literally, um, as it has driven across the globe this uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, but uh, just to be absolutely sure that we are on the same page here, uh, let me uh, let me say to you that there's, of course, a lot of things going on in addition to the coronavirus and something like that. We will touch upon that. Uh, most strikingly, naturally, uh, we will touch upon that during tanker shipping, uh, the OPEC plus alliance breakdown that has, well, literally set the oil tanker market on fire and the oil market uh, into a, a parallel universe. Uh, I know that will be uh, sessions on the individual uh, sectors later today, uh, but uh, but today I uh, uh, it's my purpose at least to to set the scene and and bring us all uh, on the on the same page uh, before we uh, deep dive into the uh, specific uh, sectors. One of the things that is, uh, of course, also uh, very much on the agenda when we look beyond the horizon of the coronavirus is, is of course, the phase one agreement of the trade war, uh, which is something that we at BIMCO follow very closely for more than two years now since the breakout of that trade war. Uh, we have followed quite closely. And right now, naturally, uh, we are sharing some of the um, uh, the data and the statistics and the insights that we have on this uh, this ongoing uh, say lack of insights into the benefits of globalization from from the world's biggest economies. Um, we're simply putting a, a string of insight analysis out on that, uh, showing that even before the coronavirus outbreak, uh, we saw the numbers in in trading back in January being devastatingly low. Uh, it's a tall task to getting anywhere near the promises made in the um, in the phase one agreement, uh, but check out BIMCO website for more details on that. Secondly, 
let me just make sure that a call for stimulus is made also from BIMCO on behalf of the global shipping industry. We need to be absolutely sure that governments on a global scale do whatever they can to make sure that the hole that we're all heading uh, straight into now doesn't become deeper or takes longer to climb out of uh, than absolutely necessary. Because naturally, if something like this results in widespread unemployment and businesses foreclosing, then we're really into something which is uh, difficult to, to handle. Let's just make sure that a call for stimulus is now made loud and clear. Dry bulk shipping right now moving its way out of the abyss. Uh, I will show you shortly uh, freight rates. Container shipping, it's the tricky part of the, uh, the, the shipping industry right now as we basically see the negative production shock uh, from, uh, from lack of containerized goods leaving China in the first instance. Now the second instance is here, the main consuming regions of Europe and uh, North America is under lockdown, leaving a second shock to the container shipping industry. And right now, naturally, we have our eyes straight at the developments in Far East Asia right now, as they are gradually uh, recovering from, uh, from their lockdowns and at the same time preventing a second wave of the pandemic to tour the globe naturally something that we're looking very closely into and doing whatever uh, those uh, nations can in order to avoid this second round naturally tanker shipping two very different realities right now with the saudis uh, pumping two million barrels uh, per day more sending spot crude oil tanker freight rates sky high while at the same time we are seeing an absolutely uh, devastating development in terms of oil demand, uh, at least from a shipping perspective, with lost volumes across the globe, not only in China, not only in fuel, uh, but surely something which eventually will hit uh, the tanker shipping industry also. So, yeah, containment measures are certainly hurting uh, the economy. Uh, on your right-hand side here, you see many of those limitations made, uh, just focusing here on Europe. But on the left-hand side, I think is the one thing that we need to make sure doesn't really uh, materialize itself, a completely ruined and canceled world economy, because we are only seeing the first data from this right now. And some of you may rightly think also, what is he thinking, talking about a recession? I mean, this is done in one week or two weeks. Well, I hate to break this to you, but uh, I'm not so sure. Jobless uh, claim rate uh, in 3.3 million and, and even anecdotal evidence pointing to facts that this would have been even higher uh, did the uh, computer systems not break down during uh, people uh, uh, claiming to be unemployed. Um, so this is natural tall task and a tall task i doubt two trillion us dollars will be enough to deal with uh, being bear in mind the size of the, uh, the the gdp and then add to that 
how significant is that package after all? I mean, does it bring the U.S. economy only one month of safety or half a year of safety? I'm afraid it only brings the uh, the economy into somewhat of a safe area for one month, and then a new package is uh, is is needed. But time will tell. We are still looking at a very fast moving target. But one target that we know for sure is moving in one direction, and that is the global GDP. It is without doubt a recession that we are heading into. Uh, something that we Uh, most recently have seen in 2009. And how does that translate into world seaborne trade? Well, on your right-hand side, you see that multiplier trending down uh, even before the great financial crisis of 2008 and 9, and all the way down to uh, last year where we saw a multiplier uh, lower than 0.5%. Uh, I've tried to indicate with these arrows that uh, that natural global uh, GDP growth uh, is 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 heading down, uh, as IMF uh, stated, a um, a, uh, a recovery for 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 2021. Uh, um, I say fingers crossed that we will get a solid recovery in 2021. But the real trick is that if we go into recession in 2020 and only bring back a very limited growth rate for 2021, I mean, politicians around the world surely has got their work cut out, as do the shipping industry in order to handle this uh, crisis that have come upon us at uh, lightning speed, uh, making everyone uh, make business decision at the similar lighting speed in order to make sure that they are part of the future and not only a part of the history book. Just recently, we had, like many others, uh, investment banks or shipping uh, brokers or anyone else with a view on the future, uh, had to revise our 2020 outlook. I will uh, I will not uh, read from from this slide because I know many of you have read it in details already on pimco.org uh, but let me just bring to you the main details here and the main conclusion being rolling back globalization is not the answer to this crisis because naturally we have seen over the past couple of years an increasing tendency for uh, governments to, to, to look more inwards than outwards, to look more towards protectionism than, than globalization. And that is surely not the answer to make sure that the uh, this crisis is dealt with in the best possible way. The shipping industry is here to basically assist everyone in the world to, to, to uh, uh, come this uh, this crisis in the best possible way but there are massive impacts on uh, in particular the demand side naturally also impacts from uh, from the supply of ships on a global scale with these shipyards being uh, responsible for most uh, ships built in the world uh, in in these years uh, we expect that uh, that uh, uh, sure and we have seen a lower level of deliveries from chinese shipyards already in 
February and March numbers naturally pending already, but we know they're not uh, fully back and fully operational. So we expect a bit lower than previously anticipated in terms of fleet growth. Naturally set against the, uh, the, uh, the, the deliveries of new build ships is also uh, the level of demolition. And let me get back to you on that shortly, but just highlight also uh, the outlook here where we expect dry bulk shipping industry to be loss-making this year. We expect container shipping to be loss-making this year. And we expect, well, oil product tankers to uh, uh, stay above, uh, just stay above break-even levels, uh, depending on how the crisis uh, develops naturally. That may change everything, of, of course, on this. is is comes with a massive disclaimer. Uh, that, that that this is done with uh, with our best uh, thinking possible at this point in time, uh, but it is a fast moving target. Crude oil tankers remaining strong right now, and of course, depending on how long these geopolitical issues will continuously benefit the industry, uh, that will give you the answer in terms of profits or loss. In terms of manufacturing and services industry. That's one of the uh, things that we like to do very much in, in, in BIMCO's uh, shipping market analysis, focus on what is the real driver in shipping. And of course, it's manufacturing parts of the industry, not services part of the industry. But just look at the left-hand side, see the impact from China in February. We will shortly begin to see uh, equally staggering numbers for uh, from the Eurozone and the US when, uh, when the impact from the coronavirus hits the numbers as well. On the right-hand side, you can naturally see the services industry uh, being uh, particularly hard hit uh, with, uh, with lightning speed, uh, bringing those numbers down from, uh, if we look at the very right-hand side here, the Eurozone numbers from February at 52.6 all the way down to 28.4, a more or less complete standstill of the services sector. A message that we would like to bring to you all across the globe, keeping ports and terminals open is crucial. So uh, so gear up and be sure that uh, that the cargo uh, and, and the cargo keep flowing. If you look on the left hand side here, uh, the Chinese uh, have uh, successfully done that, uh, at least if we uh, believe in the numbers on the left-hand side, uh, where we see import growth uh, literally uh, taking place uh, across the board. Uh, whether you looked at, uh, at iron ore, coal, soybeans, or crude oil uh, imports into China for the first two months of 2020, uh, when compared to the first two months of 2019, were up. But keeping those ports crucial, let me just uh, bring uh, your attention to South America and the ongoing grain season. I call this breaking before making because there's certainly been a debate in the past uh, two weeks whether the uh, South American grain season would completely stop before it actually kicked off. Fortunately, the latest news from Argentina is that, uh, that the... Uh, uh, exports of, of grains will not be stopped. We're not, we're seeing a, we, we, we did see a closure of, uh, of the port of Timbuez, but that, uh, and other Rosaria, uh, Panera River related 
ports have now been opened once again by government decree and from a shipping perspective and from a globalized perspective where food uh, are needed and where uh, animal feed is certainly also needed it's vital naturally to keep that flowing and also if you look on the right hand side for bringing freight rates back in profits we need support from the demand side it's not enough that the chinese are not continuously putting new ships into the market and at the same time we're uh, scrapping more ships we need demand to growing as you can see most hardly hit naturally being the cape sizes that is making no more than uh, say four thousand dollars a day in the market right now needing 15 to break even moving fastly into the container shipping sector and just giving you a brief on the u.s west coast inbound loaded containers dropping by 13 percent in february alone if you compare that to february of last year you see quite significantly uh fall uh, falling from uh, from from january which was already down uh down from a say a low level of demand uh, in itself uh, impacted still by the trade war but naturally now when you combine the trade war with the coronavirus you get a really toxic drink as you can see 2019 was already a pretty bad uh, season for for inbound loaded containers into the u.s west coast falling five percent uh, now we're already at 13 accumulated But the silver lining, if I may call it that, is naturally from a shipping industry that constantly battles uh, with too much capacity uh, set up against too few cargoes. It is a positive development right now that we see fleet demolition activity go up. Naturally, it is a result of appalling freight markets we see a very close relation to uh, earnings and freight market conditions um, set against the uh, fleet demolition activity. But naturally, well, you may or may not know that uh, that the Indian subcontinent is literally where, where uh, 80 to 90 percent of all shipbreaking takes place. And just earlier this week, uh, India and Pakistan followed uh, the, the lead of Bangladesh, suspending all shipbreaking activity for two weeks. It's difficult, really, to catch a break, huh? But. Some are catching a break right now, and that's the uh, crude oil tankers with a uh, a uh, market really being set on fire, but, well, facing a sandstorm because it is the OPEC plus alliance that is uh, causing uh, geopolitics to uh, uh, affect the crude oil tanker market uh, this time around. Back in uh, October and September, it was different politics driven mostly by U.S. sanctions on Iran-related, uh, Iranian-related issues that uh, that brought uh, crude oil tankers to a spike. Uh, but, uh, but this time around, we're certainly seeing a spike again. And of course, it all relates on who's going to buy this and how much of this oil is actually going uh, to, to to buyers uh, located uh, more than uh, in India or Red Sea. Uh, those destinations are basically where we currently see 
the, the crude oil being being booked for right now, uh, and that's why I think it's it's still fair to to ask the question: uh, Where do we uh, see the bias? But sure, let's just make uh, everyone uh, enjoying this uh, this brief break uh, before uh, uh, we will see uh, lower freight rates uh, coming uh, into to that market also it is our view that the crude oil tanker market uh, is under pressure from the uh, low uh, sorry the high fleet growth of last year right now set by geopolitics but gravity will prevail at some point in time also in the crude oil tanker market. Bringing around a silver lining also to uh, the wider shipping industry naturally has been the subsequent fall in bunker prices. I have uh, put into this chart the uh, very low sulfur fuel oil price development in Singapore. As you know, Singapore being uh, the world's largest bunkering hub. And just look at the changes that uh, we have uh, divided into month here, uh, falling by 18% through January, 26 in February, and all the way down to be uh, to, to be quoted at $277 a metric ton uh, only uh, on 26 uh, March. Naturally, it's a relevant question to ask. Is this good or bad for those owners that invested fortunes in scrubbers? I say as long as there is a spread between a heavy sulfur fuel oil and a blend like this or a refined distillate like marine gas oil, there are benefits from having a scrubber on board. But naturally, the bigger the spread between the two uh, fuels, uh, the better it is naturally to be capable of purchasing uh, the cheaper one of those. This is an ongoing uh, development and naturally there are exogenous factors playing into the market right now that may twist someone's minds into thinking that, whoa, this fuel oil spread is now coming down at $77 or even yeah, below $100 a metric ton. Uh, but uh, but but the way we see it at BIMCO market analysis is surely that, that that things will return to normal at some point in time. And at that point in time, we will still see uh, those uh, spreads uh, stabilize uh, like they will always do in a normalized market. Uh, whether that will be closer to $100 per metric ton or $200 per metric ton, uh, time will tell uh, before... Uh, before we really started to see fuel oil uh, prices hiking in the, uh, the late parts of, of 2019, uh, we had approximately a fairly stable uh, spread around $200 a metric ton. Time will tell if that will be the future spread as well. Before I thank you all for your very kind attention, let me just uh, wrap it up here uh, by by drawing uh, the circle uh, because I opened up this presentation saying that BIMCO is sharing more with you all right now 
uh, due to the severity of the crisis. So get on to bimco.org slash COVID-19. And then you can see everything from the contagious diseases clauses. Uh, are they triggered by this current outbreak? And of course, also quick guidance into many of the ports uh, that, that you may be visiting uh, in addition to uh, the market analysis, which you can find also in uh, video forms and in in, in, in uh, many different uh, forms. Here you see, of course, and the longer read that we put out uh, one day later, uh, calling it uh, the shipping industry is not immune to a pandemic. On that note, I will thank you once again for your kind attention. I look very much forward to taking any comments or questions uh, that uh, that you may have on the back of this. Uh, it shall be a pleasure to go more into details, uh, specifically what's on your mind. And then, of course, don't forget that you can follow BIMCO Shipping Market Analysis on Twitter and LinkedIn. I thank you so much for your kind attention and wish you a wonderful conference for the day ahead of you. Take care.